And our month of horror films continues this week, week number three. Yeah, three of four. Three of three of four. It might just kill us, but okay. yes. No, no pun intended. But first, this is that's outrageous, and I am Chrissy, and I am Anne, and this is the podcast where we still don't have a full <laughs> sentence of what this podcast is, but that's okay. Because this month it's Halloween, and that's all that matters. But Anne, so this week we have a guest on the podcast and I'm gonna, uh, a friend of yours, so I'm gonna let you introduce him. We sure do. We have an actual expert, an actual <laughs> horror movie expert. Very exciting. And I've known this person since he was a baby, before he was a baby. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that could, that could be part of a horror movie plot line too. Before he was alive. I was around before he was alive and now he is alive. There we go. I don't know what that means, but you know what I'm saying. I've known him since he was born. So okay. we have Jack and I with us, who is an actual horror movie expert, legitimately. I don't, I don't know about that. Well, that's not, look, if someone says you're an expert, just go you go with it. Yeah. Oh, yes. I studied at the finest you know, horror academies all across the lands of Transylvania. That's right. He knows it all. Anything you can think of, he knows the answer, who directed it, the cut scenes all of it he's he's dashed my hopes many times <laughs> you know Chrissy because I said that I did have my own horror movie that I wanted to make called Mosquito <laughs> oh exclamation point and Jack not only was like I hate to break it to you that exists and not oh. only doesn't exist here's the trailer and it's truly the exact plot <laughs> of your movie really yeah Wait, it wasn't called Mosquito was it yes it was oh did it have an exclamation point it did not. Aha. That's my, my saving grace. And also these mosquitoes were from outer space where my mosquitoes are born of toxic waste. So I think there's still a chance. A sequel. Yeah. Maybe, ooh. Ah. One, one survived and got in the toxic waste. Yeah. All right. Well, we, as, as we've discussed before, I am very, very far from being a, a Halloween movie expert. So we wanted to have Jack on today since there's no way in these four weeks we could cover every horror movie, but we've brought someone on who can sort of give us a rundown of his, his take on the Halloween genre. Yeah. And let me say, tell you this, Jack, Chrissy's literally never seen anything. She just saw Halloween, <laughs> the original for the first time, like two weeks ago. Yeah. Any major, how like horror halloween not even horror anything scary that you can think of she 99 of the chance is not seen would, would that be fair that is that is fair. yeah so jack was going to tell us and since it's october and it's halloween month his favorite movies that are halloween's based on halloween the time of halloween not including michael myers so he's doing deep cuts this is not halloween michael myers it's everything else so yeah um i got a whole uh plethora of uh, Halloween times. Some are a little, you know, it's it's a Halloween movie because it's on Halloween, but some are a little like, you know, not quite centric. It's, it's, a, it's a loose. At least one, we'll get there. In a, we'll get there in a second. So okay. the, the first one I want to bring up is really a series. And it's probably my favorite series of, in general is Night of the Demons. Uh, it was 1987. Um, oh. It's a blockbuster rental classic. It's honestly, 
one of the like you know remember walking around blockbuster videos yes but i don't remember night of the demons one of the cassette it's you know the cassette box that always stood out to me that i like you know me at you know six years old never being able to see it you know at that cage and being like i i need this now is that like night of the living dead but demons no uh it's like it's probably you know it's super 80s cheesy kids you know some really great one-liners in it um over the top violence and you know unnecessary (laughs) just just for it um but uh you know the plot you know basic plot line is you know kind of a gothy nerd chick uh breaks into like an old supposedly haunted mortuary to hold a uh, party and invites all of the cool kids in there to try to just scare them and get one over on the cool kids but they accidentally summon like a demon on halloween and you know they all get possessed and stuff and oh. they don't have to rip each other apart as one would uh but no that's it's just a good one it's cheesy uh it's got uh horror a scream queen linnea quigley in it who's in pretty much every single 80s horror movie you can think of oh really yeah oh i mean all the um, she's in uh, Return of the Living Dead, Witch Trap, <laughs> Witch Trap, uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Oh, I've seen that one. Pumpkinhead Two, uh, Nightmare Sisters, <laughs> Sorority Babes in the Slime Ball Bolorama. Naturally, uh, oh, there's a bunch. There's a bunch. <laughs> okay, I'm just looking her up. She's still working present day. She's going strong. She has. Oh, she's a big cult like. She's a big cult, like, you know, classic hero. She's, you know, she's huge at, like, conventions and stuff. Is usually, like, a big name of that stuff. Yeah, she has five movies in pre-production right now. She did a, a really, um, during the era of, like, the, uh, well, I guess past the era of the Jane Fonda workout, she did, like, a horror parody workout where she just, like, oh. worked out, like, with, like, a chainsaw and, like, a skeleton and stuff. Oh. It, was, it was really stupid, you know, like, her just kind of dancing around and, you know. Oh, her signature movies, mostly she was usually naked in most films. Oh, that's how that was sort of her signature. You gotta have something. Yeah, but um, yeah, the, that's one of my you know favorites. Uh, it's fun. And that's set on Halloween, like the party. Yeah, it's on Halloween. Oh yeah, the demons can only rise up on Halloween. Right, naturally. No. Yeah. And they're they're stuck behind like some magic river or some bull. Yeah, they need to see teenage boobs, and you know, drunk teens, and then they can rise. Well, there's there's one part where Linnea is you know she's already possessed by a demon and. She just for no reason just like rips her shirt off, but like you can really tell that her boobs are like fake, like like um not not like silicone fake, like are like special effects. Oh, she just like pulls a and she pushes a uh, a lipstick right into her, and you're just like, oh, that's oh. weird. Well, now I kind of want to watch this. One. Oh, it's a classic. You can find it. It's a classic. Sure. I, I have several copies of it. <laughs> One's not enough. I'll just say fun fact: she started her career working at a Jack Lalanne spa. Oh, you know, did not know that. And then moved her. into into film work. She it, and I'll also say it looks like she averages with that every year for years and years, four to five movies of, a year. Oh, I'm sure there. Yeah, I mean, she's she's working. <laughs> she's working hard. Yeah. Yeah. And the movie poster is very scary. Yeah, that's that one stood out to me as the most like icon to me personally. It's like blockbuster video. Yeah, like, that's that's everything in there. All right, so so Night of the Demons, nineteen eighty-eight, and then uh, there's a two and a three. I think two came out. I want to say ninety-three. Two's awesome. Two um, has Christine Taylor in it, who was like, oh, I love her. Yeah, she's in that one. 
Um, Two's actually has really good special effects in it. For for a sequel that's not has a great budget, they there's some really good special effects, and they play a death metal song in it, which is not very common in movies. Huh. Uh, three you can skip. Oh, three is three is the one to skip. Okay. Yeah, it's very uh, very soft core, very Cinemax. Oh well, then I want to watch that. I mean, you can watch it. I'm just saying it's funny, but it's that's just it's number bad. one, Jack. I, erotic thriller is my favorite. <laughs> all right, got a few other things here. So, all right. Here's one that I was saying. So this is Halloween adjacent. Uh, this is one, another one I believe it's also '88, just called Slugs. Uh, it's a it's a Spanish movie that you know is you know in English is called Slugs. In Spanish, it is I like the, this name better. It's called Mirte Viscosa. Oh, yeah. That sounds does sound scarier. Yeah, it does. Um, but it is set on Halloween. So local health inspector Mike Brady. Uh, <laughs> I'm not kidding. Is that's his name? And he's the local health inspector, after raiding this old uh, derelict man's house, uh, discovers that toxic waste is <gasps> is buried under the town that they live in in the sewers, and has mutated all of the slugs in town uh, into killer uh, carnivorous um, like parasites. Are they giant or are they normal? No, they're size? normal size, but there's just okay. a lot of them. That's almost scarier. Yeah. Uh, and there's just a lot of really over the top death scenes. Uh, there's a. Uh, but how did the slugs get to the people? Because slugs are so slow. Oh, these are, these are mutated. Oh, so they're fat. They're, they're a little they're- bigger, but there's, there's one, like you can probably find a still image of it. There's one like specific shot. And that's actually really good of like, a slug opening its mouth to show teeth, like biting a finger. Oh. Uh, and I, I don't know how it's a, just a really cool animatronic shot. It's like a you know two second shot in the movie, but it just looks really cool. Um, and there's a really just hammy part where one of the slugs uh, gets into this old man's glove while he's gardening, and he oh, just—it's no. just so ridiculous. He has to end up cutting off his own hand oh. uh, to get rid of it because the slug, you know, biting him is so much. Uh, it's somehow he ends up like falling on stuff and like getting impaled in glass and like it's just <laughs> I feel yeah the 80s was a lot of people going through like you know p- glass pains and being um uh there's one where a lady um a lady is making a salad for her husband and while she's looking away she accidentally chops a slug into the salad oh um, so this is our story strange he she chops it up and he accidentally eats it, and then he goes to a big. He's a businessman, um, and he goes to a business to do business. Yeah. Um, and he starts having stomach pains, and his stomach just then all of a sudden like explodes in the middle of the table and stuff. May I ask? This says that Mike Brady has a solution, that he has a theory about the killer slugs, and that's laughed at by the authorities. Is that the thing? So the thing is that no one knows why people are dying. This healthcare worker says, "I think it's killer slugs." Yes. Um, the, oh, the, uh, the, the, the mayor doesn't want to hear because he's about to do a major business. There's a lot of business talk in this. So he's doing a major business deal with some developer to like build uh, <laughs> a, a shopping mall over the land where the, to hide the toxic waste that he knew about. Oh, so yeah. He wants to make this deal so he can hide any evidence of his connection to the toxic waste. I hope I he see. gets his comeuppance. Oh, there's comeuppance to be yeah. comeuppance. That's always the best part where like the, you know, oh, yeah. the businessman gets gets his. <laughs> so, th- so this movie has a high kill count, I'm guessing? Uh, fairly high. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I guess I don't want to spoil it too much, but it is like you know thirty years old. Yeah. Um, but I just love at the end, you know, they decide to uh, you know try to kill all the slugs going into the sewer and like electrocute them all the water together. Do they um, pour salt on them? There's, there's not really a lot of salting, which is surprising. That's a missed opportunity. It should have just been a, a big thing of salt that dumps on them, and then they can all dissolve. Yeah, they do, they just kind of like electrocute them all in the sewer. Um, but the one guy who's like helping Mike Brady just like dies randomly, and he's just he like does? down there. <laughs> just like, oh no, my friend died who really had nothing to do with this. That's just helping me. Wait, did uh, he die by the slugs? Yeah, like at and yeah, at the end, like he kind of sacrificed himself. Oh. Uh, but like it's just like you could have you could have easily escaped. Right. Well, <laughs> isn't that another thing of horror films? You could easily escape it, no one does. Yeah. 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 In my movie, Slugs! Exclamation point, there will be salt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let me just ask this, Jack, before we before yeah. we move on. So so what is it about these? Like, do you put these in different categories? Like, is this like the category of the, you know, odd creatures that are killing people? And the other one was just like bad teenage decisions. Like, do you, do you think of them that way or? <laughs> uh, they're pretty, if you watch both, like they're pretty similar. <laughs> in, it's all in, bad in, decisions. It's all bad decisions. Like there is like a subplot about like teens going to a Halloween party and worried about like this killer coming around and that turns out to be the slugs. Um, but it really is kind of pointless. It's just kind of thrown in there to make it look more like a teen slasher. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's all like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's all, right. all they're all the same formula yeah cool. all right i have um now this is kind of a weird one because i'm combining four movies into one thing here because okay. they all kind of came out at the same time and they're all very similar so this is kind of a specific recent genre about like haunts like haunted houses like there was just several movies that seemed to come out around the same time kind of about the same thing like haunted houses that people go to like yeah. attractions yeah yeah okay uh one is hellfest uh, another is just called haunt uh there's another called hell house llc and another, <laughs> that's funny and, and another called the house the houses that october built oh yeah so these I, are like all the ones that you go to with your friends and like walk through where people yeah. jump out at you okay. yeah so all all four are kind of dealing with that stuff um haunt or hell house llc and october <laughs> are like found footage style movies okay so, so they're, they're like walking through and they're like hey everybody we're here we're, we're seeing yeah blah, blah, blah. and then like all hell breaks loose literally kind of Wait, I'm, yeah. what is a found footage movie like the blair witch project oh so it's supposed to be like like first person pov lo-fi yeah first person kind of grainy and, and weird. okay um hellfest and haunt are, are you know straight more straightforward um hellfest looks terrifying so that one's my favorite one of them here so i, I like hellfest because it's pretty much the most straightforward just slasher of them <laughs> all uh it's a it only oh, that came, just out. came out 2018 yes yeah, it's, it's pretty recent uh but it has a very like retro vibe to it it doesn't it's very straightforward it doesn't try too hard um, and it's just about, you know, a group of kids going to a, a haunt, a real big one called Hellfest. Um, and, you know, they keep going deep and then they go in deep into like the, the area that they have to sign a waiver for where they actually get like, you know, people can touch them and like do weird stuff. I won't do that because you never know. There could be a 
person in there that really does want to kill you. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, so yeah, that's pretty much what it is, is, you know, there's a guy in there who kind of steals one of the masks of the people working in there. And, uh, one of the girl actually witnesses him like murdering somebody in oh public and everyone else thinks it's part of the, uh, you know, her included for a little while. I think it's part of the show. Uh, but pretty much this guy is, you know, pretending to be a part of it and murdering people for real. Uh, but yeah, I just like it because it's, you know, it's pretty straightforward. It's very similar to like Halloween or 80s slashers. Like, Do you think know. that this one is inspired by Six Flags has those fright nights that people jump out at you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah with more, you know, legitimate murder. Chrissy, have you yeah. ever done one of those? I know the answer to this question, but have you? No, why would I ever pay money to have somebody jump out and try to scare me? That's literally my nightmare. I know. I have done it, but I don't like it. I always think I'm going to like it. And then I'm like, this is not for me. Can I ask do the people who are like being hunted, essentially, are they like trying to tell people like this isn't fake, this is real and no one's believing them or they're, oh, yeah. they're just... Yeah, they get the security guard and he's just like, oh, you kids are crazy until, you know, until later. <laughs> I mean, is there ever a horror movie where the security guard is useful? <laughs> ever? Like, has there ever been one where, like, this uh, the day? No, I, I, something will come to me, I'll think. Uh, maybe Paul Blart, if you consider that a horror movie. <laughs> well, I mean, well, not, not one. Actually, it's not bad. I'm going to take that back. I saw it in the movies. How about that? I saw it in the movies. When Nick was really little, like he, he was like three or something and we saw it and we had some laughs. But, um, but yeah, the other one is Haunt. Uh, that's just more straightforward here. I, I do like Hellfest better than Haunt. A lot of people feel the opposite. Like, oh. like the more popular opinion, I feel like more people like Haunt. Um, and I, that's the same premise, essentially? It, yeah, it's pretty much the same premise. I mean, obviously, there's a you know, few differences in the characters. Haunt's like a little bit harder to describe without like spoiling a few things. Oh. Um, but pretty much, yeah, they're in, in there and there's a few weird um, people working in there that just keep following them around. And there's one's like a ghost, like the very traditional stuff. One's like a ghost, one's like a skeleton. Um, but they keep like pinpointing all these people and stuff. And there's a little twist that you said, I, I don't want to give you know, too much away uh, with it here, but it, it is pretty good. Um, so like, yeah, check that one out. I can't, it's it's hard to talk about without I know. Wait, is that also recent? Like a early... Yeah, I think that came out in like 2018 or something as well. Okay. Um Hell House LLC. LLC. Uh, I don't know is, why that's very funny. It's it more like it's a found footage, but it's more like like a dateline style thing. Oh. Um kind of showing something that previously happened with like interviews with people and stuff. But Hell House is pretty creepy at parts. Um, so it's about a company. I would hope it was called Hell House. <laughs> so it's about a company that runs like haunts and sets them up, and they call themselves Hell House LLC. That's the name of their company. Yeah. Um, and they find like an old, supposedly really haunted place. I think it's somewhere in like New England um, to set really up. Is. Yeah. And they, they set up, you know, a legitimate haunt in there. So like it spans like a month or so of them kind of setting everything up. Um, oh, at the beginning too, it says like, you know, this is the final footage. You know, right. This is the last is thing we've ever seen. Nothing's been done, you know, edited here. And uh, so it just kind of documents them, you know, setting it up. Um, you know, first just kind of making jokes about, oh, yeah, this is haunted. Man. And then, you know, some weird stuff starts happening, you know, things being moved to weird places. Um, you know, and they have props everywhere that are like, you know, evil clowns. And, like, oh, yeah. Oh, so it's that where it's like people setting it up are like, whatever set it up in the corner bob and then you know they realize it's real 
Yeah, and then like the one guy actually starts seeing like stuff move around and thinks it's like one guy like trying to scare him, like no, no, no. And then yeah, like, he's like, knock it off, Toby. Yeah. <laughs> but Toby's anyway. dead in the corner. Yeah, and then you know, so it all kind of culminated. They keep throughout the movie, they keep talking about you know the incident on Halloween and where they actually opened up. You know, oh, all a lot of the people like disappeared or you know and all, but. You know, the owner was so adamant. He's like, no, we need to open up. We need to, I'm going to be ruined if we don't do this it. This is an LLC. He has one <laughs> yeah. night. Um, so yeah, then they, they start letting people in. And as soon as they get to the haunted basement, you know, uh, a fire breaks out and all these people, you know, stuff. And then the oh, footage just kind of, you know, ends up um, there. So that one's good. That one's on Shudder. Um, if you have that, I think. We have Shudder, but we don't um, watch it that much. Yeah. There's two sequels to it, but I honestly have not seen the sequels. So sequels. I have not um comments on them wait yeah can i ask how how do you find this is gonna sound like i'm like a thousand years old how do you find out about these movies i've literally never heard of them and then the fact that they have sequels it seems like somehow it would be in the zeitgeist somehow i'm just a nerd with this stuff like people everyone's a nerd about stuff my dad loves like baseball cards and like all that stuff yeah and it's but this is this is just what i know and you know i've follow horror movie blogs and oh okay like oh, oh so you yeah so you definitely deep dive up on the it. latest yeah but are these do these films get theatrical releases or are a lot of them just straight to video hellfest got a theatrical release uh haunt did not of all those only hellfest did hellfest yeah i actually i think i kind of remember the commercial for that one uh, Hellfest also has uh, Tony Todd who played like Candyman. Oh, Candyman! Yeah, I love in, him. He's in like a cameo scene. He's like the uh, the ringleader of the the place. Oh, he's the best! I love. Yeah, that he's guy. awesome. He's awesome. He had a, a small ish cameo in the recent one. Oh, we haven't watched that one yet. The new one, we missed yeah. it in the theaters. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I, I was really good. It's a good one. But anyway, back to Halloween. Yes. Um, yeah, the other one was uh, The House at October Built. Um, and this one is a little nice. different in a lot of it is just people just walking through like the haunts. So it's more of people like just documenting, like, I'm going to put this on YouTube. Um, you know, they're they're like on a road trip going to different haunts, like doing like a walkthrough of them for like their YouTube show. Yeah, I like the real videos, you know, the real videos when people walk through and then people get scared. I think that's yeah. fun. And it's, it's pretty much just that. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. This one is like a documentary, right? Yeah, it's kind of okay. set up like a documentary or people filming a documentary. Um, and throughout it, um, they keep hearing rumors about this one haunt called the Blue Skeleton that they keep hearing about, but they don't know where it is. Oh. Um, and then like, you know, they're going to different places and, you know, they start seeing like some familiar people at different places uh, and finding more clues about the Blue Skeleton. And then like randomly like this like, character who looks like they're at a haunt in like a skeleton costume like just like shows up on their bus and like leaves them like a flyer and like they find the blue skeleton which is i'm sure they do and i bet they wish they didn't yes so yeah it does not end well uh for them um this also has a, has one sequel um i i have not seen it actually they all have to have one sequel yeah so yeah, like I said all, I, I like all those movies. I like Hellfest the best of all of them. But yeah, I'm gonna is, watch that one. That one sounds good. Yeah, it is. It's good. This but, one, it says um, one in 2011, which is your came out at the Shockfest Film Festival. It won the grand prize for the Shocker oh, Award. What's the Shockfest Film Festival? Is that like just a horror movie film festival? 
Yeah, so that's, yeah, I remember when that one came out. It was a big deal. I think that one was the first one of all of these to come out. The houses um, that October built? Yeah. But what what's the shocker? Is it, what, do you know? I don't want to spoil things. Oh, okay. Yeah. But it's just, you know, it's pretty much them. I mean, if you want me to, I'll just say, but like, it's pretty much just, they they go out into like, you know, and they're just hunted by bad people and just, just murdered. <laughs> that's pretty much it. Yeah, what happens is everybody gets murdered. Wait, so as they're doing this like review of houses, someone actually comes in and kills them? It's one of those yeah, well they 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 finally find the the fabled blue skeleton haunt which is a pair, which they think is like an invitation only, but it's actually like a like a like a snuff area where they're like more like a escape room. Kind of, yeah. Kind of. I I found out that the guy that directed him directed them um I really liked because he directed this movie called The Taking of Deborah Logan that is super super. Oh, with that, yes, and the lady who's the lady in that was in um used to be on uh All My Children. Soap opera, yeah, yeah. What who in All My Children? The actress is uh her name's the actress is Jill Larson. She played Opal. 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 Remember Opal? Yes. Yeah, she's in this movie and she gets possessed and it's creepy it's it's one of the like i would say the legitimately like most scary movies of the last like 10 to 20 years yeah really it's, yeah it's really good um all right the next one is this one is very obscure i don't know i doubt you guys have seen this one um so this is called the midnight hour um it's from 1985 it was a tv movie i believe on abc um, so it only aired like once or twice there. Um, Who's in it? It's, that sounds like it would have to have LeVar, somebody. Um, LeVar Burton and Sherry Belafonte are both in it playing high schoolers. And I believe they're both about 30. Like I, I look it up. I'm pretty sure they're they're legitimately in their 30s. Uh, D, uh, Dee Pfeiffer is in it as well. Oh, Michelle Pfeiffer's little sister. Yeah. Um, uh, so uh, Dick Sargent, one of the, one of them. One of the bewitched it. dicks. No, Dick Van Patten, it says. Dick Van Patten. Oh. Dick Van Patten, that was it. It was that one. Eight is enough. Eight is enough. Okay. And Peter Deloise. <gasps> Peter Deloise is in Yeti. Have you seen Yeti? No. No. Have you ever seen it, Jack? Yeti was a sci-fi movie, and it's me and Nicholas always watching on, on Christmas. <laughs> it's it's like a live meets um like a Bigfoot movie where like oh. the plane crashes in the Andes. And then at one point, <laughs> Peter, Peter Deloise gets beaten with his own leg oh <laughs> it's awesome. really good but it's like the worst special effects the costume is literally part party city it's ridiculous but oh, it's super great. fun yeah yeti so uh midnight hour yeah so this one's really tough to find i've never even uh, heard, i've never heard of that yeah one. i don't even really know like about it here. It, it is a i honestly the so there is a in my you know dvd blu-ray collecting thing th this is one of the most coveted releases out there there's like Ooh. on ebay i've seen the dvd release for the midnight hour go for like 500 dollars. really uh, yeah, what's the even, premise so it's pretty much thriller <laughs> in, in a longer form oh um, michael so, jackson yeah, pretty much. It's definitely oh. a ripoff of Thriller. Uh, I think it came out around the same time. So the kids, um, you know, local town, very like a Sleepy Hollow kind of town. It's great atmosphere and that stuff. Um, and they, you know, are going to have to go to a Halloween party um, and decide to go to an old uh, cemetery first, you know, have a seance. And uh, Sherry Belafonte, her great, great, great grandmother, whatever, was like a, a witch slave to 
like the mayor it was there was all that in there here and so a real story yeah and so she was like a witch and then so they went to her grave in there and you know sherry belafonte was joking around doing some like spell but accidentally like raised her from the grave and like got herself like possessed by her sick mistake yeah so then they raise a lot of zombies up um um she's a witch but somehow they turn her into a vampire (laughs) (laughs) or something like that um but then the big thing is so yeah they raise up some zombies and they all go to a Halloween party. So all the kids that aren't possessed uh, think that, you know, all the people are just in good costumes, even though there's literally a guy in half sitting on the uh, the couch. You mean cut in half? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or he's just like a zombie onto there. Um, and LeVar Burton is clearly a vampire, but it's Halloween. So, and yeah, but it's a good one. And then the big thing is there's a big dance number for like no reason. Um, oh. You can find that on there, but that's literally just a rip off of Thriller in, in every way. That's amazing. Um, there's no question about it. Uh, it's great. Um, one of the rumors I've heard of why it's so hard to find and why it's released, because it does have like a pretty decent soundtrack uh, for the 80s. Like it plays like The Smiths and like um, a few other few other bands that are like heavily li- licensed. Yeah. So I, I've heard that's been an issue, but I don't know if that's the truth, but it's a good one if you can see it. It's got, you know, it's good. The whole family. Dick Van Patten gets like top billing. Yeah. He's yeah. the uh, the alcoholic father of the local uh, cool kid. And like the, you know, who, you need to have more pride in who you are. Because, oh, the cool kids break in and steal like these old clothes to, or, like from like revolutionary times as dudes mm-hmm. costumes. And Dick Van Patten like is like holding a belt of scotch around like you need to have more <laughs> that sounds wonderful it's it's kind of long because it's a tv movie um but yeah if you can yeah. there there are cuts i've seen on youtube that include the commercials oh. from the original airing so wait this one probably isn't as violent since it was on regular like oh no no movie. it's 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 really not it's 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 really not violent at all i could watch this one i feel like this one i could watch Okay. I definitely yeah. think so. It's more of a comedy, if anything. Once you see the dance, just just look up the dance number. I'm sure you'll find it. That's all the, the info you need. <laughs> okay. Um. Oh, and there's also randomly a subplot of the a teacher that all the the cool kids want to get with. Um. And for some reason, she's at the party they go to just like normally. Um. And she's with like. That's not that weird. She's at a party with like this Grim Reaper that character that's hidden the whole time. And like the whole time, the, the one character is like hitting on her, like, but she's like the teacher. Oh, she's dressed as David Bowie. And so that's her. Uh, yeah, I, I'm sorry, wait, Jack, not to interrupt you, but Anne, having a teacher at a high school party is is A, strange and B, inappropriate. Let's just, let's just be clear while you're just like, yeah, that seems normal. I mean, well, that's what I was trying to figure out. I was like, is this like a school function? Because it, it looked like it was just somebody at <laughs> somebody's house. It's not like at, like, she was there like as like a chaperone. But like, I was like, who? It yeah. was the 80s. But she's dressed as David Bowie in like a yellow suit, very androgynous. And the one guy, like I said, keeps hitting on her. And at the very end, he thinks he's getting somewhere. And then the Grim Reaper takes off her mask and shows she's a woman. And they show that they're lesbians. And he's just oh. like, oh, shucks. He's like, I wasted all my time. Pretty much. And I was just like, that was like kind of the ending. And I was just like, mm, mm. but I was just like, that's so stupid. So other than that, the movie's awesome. But I was like, that's so dumb. 
But next up here, this is one similar in tone. I and I know you've seen this. It's Once Bitten with Jim Carrey. Oh, yes. That's fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think this was 86, 87. Uh, it says 85. Okay. So Jim Carrey is the local ice cream man, and he's tired of his girlfriend not putting out um, where all his friends are. So him and his buddies decide to go up to Hollywood to meet some weirdos and meet some older women. Um, and he meets Lauren Lauren Hutton there, who takes it the who's just known as the Countess. Um, and she 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 starts turning into a vampire. Um, and but. So yeah, he starts turning a vampire and acting weird and everyone thinks he's just a weird goth kid. And again, there's another dance number. Look, I think it was required in the 80s. <laughs> uh, Lauren Hutton and uh, his girlfriend have a dance contest uh, to the song Hands Off, AKA The Boy Is Mine. Oh. Um, <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good scene. Uh, but it really does show Carey, Jim Carrey doing his whole like rubber man antics and stuff moving around. Yeah, this is like before he like got really, really big. Color. I think that makes sense for him, but why is Lauren Hutton in this movie? It was like a trying to be like a comeback movie for her. She was playing. Well, Cleavon Little's in it, but I just think it's a strange choice for her. Well, no. And they're specific because every movie, vampire movie, has different rules that they can just make up willy nilly. Um, and her, she only needs to feed every like hundred years or so, but it has to be on a virgin. Um, and she needs to feed on him three times and then she can live for another hundred years while, and then he'll turn into a vampire full-time or something. Uh, and she's able to feed on him twice, but then like, you know, um, his girlfriend decides the only way to, to stop her is to have sex with him. Um, oh. so then she finds, and then, then she withers away into an old lady. Well, that's it. Cause she has, she has to do that to keep her beauty. So I guess when, right. Yeah, right. and I like they, they indicate this by showing the, they, they do it in a coffin and it rocks and then it opens up and they both have lit cigarettes um, all of a sudden. So, yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. I'm, I want to Google how old was Lauren Hutton when she made that movie, but I don't want to know the answer because I feel like it's going to be my age. Oh, there's a good theme song for Once Bitten too. Once Bitten. No, she, sorry, Anne, she is younger than yeah, you. They always... You just don't like the plot that she withers away. <laughs> Well, she's old. She's, she's you know. an evil vampire lady that eats people. Yeah. The thing is that she has no. eternal beauty. So I don't think they're actually saying that she's old. I mean, he's going to look for an older woman. I haven't seen this movie. I don't know why I'm defending it, but. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, no, no, no. It's totally but on the, the up whole and up. point and is that she's trying to keep her eternal beauty. So I don't think they're saying that she looks old by any stretch. Well, I did tell Jack the other day that I once used it. <laughs> cream on my face that had baby foreskin on it so I, that was to maintain my eternal beauty you have a lot of different potions and lotions I, I don't even want to know where like what black market website did you buy that from on the dark web no it's a real well no the thing is I got it from my dermatologist and I read on in the you know reading the ingredients it said like human Fibro, it was some sort of weird terminology. And I said, what is this? What's human fibro, whatever. And she's like, do you want the real answer? And I said, yeah. She's like, it's foreskin. And they ground, grind it up and then they do something to it. Give me a, tell me your dermatologist number later. We'll, we'll see. What <laughs> um, next up, I have uh, 
the one Rob Zombie, well, one of two Rob Zombie movies I like is the, his first one, House of a Thousand Corpses, um, which is a pretty straightforward Halloween movie, you know, and everything you could want. It's, it's pretty gory. This one might be a bit much for you. Yeah. Um, but it does have uh, Dwight Schrute himself, Rain Wilson. Oh, I love Dwight. Chrissy does love The Office. He's in it, and he's very much not Dwight. In it. Yeah. Like, very, you know, you can see him acting in a totally different role. Um, but him and the other guy is um, Chris Hardwick. Yeah. The other guy in it. Um, so, yeah, so they are a couple friends going through, like, uh, a weird, you know, tour of different, like, scary places and stuff in the south and it's it's around halloween time and they're trying they're on the search for this location of a um oh i'm skipping ahead i'm sorry they stop at uh captain spaulding's uh chicken and gas station uh oh. this crazy clown guy played by sid haig uh who's in this goofy um clown guy in there um yeah sid haig's an old um cult classic horror guy a bunch of stuff yeah uh, he has a very small role in pulp fiction actually as a bartender i think oh. he has like one line but yeah so he's and he kind of has like a little tour of different like murderers and you know this was out in charles manson and stuff and then he tells them of a local legend called dr satan um and you know and says like you know oh dr satan's body was never found and all this blah blah, blah. it really lets it up and leads them to try to go on a, a, on a search for you know the the grave site of dr satan or something and, you know, on the way, of course, you know, they, they had find a hitchhiker who's a strange woman who's, you know, um, real weird and aggressive, um, but, you know, but pretty and flirty and stuff with the guys. And she's like, oh, yeah, you can you just show me my parents' house. Blah, blah, blah. It's right down the street. And it's raining, of course. Um, yeah. And then, you know, they get a flat tire and, you know, the, oh, you know, the tow truck driver's her brother and he comes and they, they get stuck in the house. And then Karen Black is the mom in it. Um, and she's Mother Firefly, and she's, you know, kind of a crazy old hooker lady with, you know, with black teeth uh, into it. Um, and, you know, long story short is, you know, they, the people start acting weird, and then, you know, uh, they turn on all of them <laughs> and, you know, kill them, mutilate them. Uh, it's really gory, right? I don't, I don't think I ever It's saw pretty this, gory, saw and then, one. you know, um, a few of them get it early on. One girl, you know, survives and kind of goes through like a little uh, maze of some creepy stuff in the basement. And then you find Dr. Satan at the end in his waiting room to hell. Um, yeah, well, it's just, you know, she's running through her basement. And there's like a maze of stuff. And then there's like a weird room, it's literally just like a weird waiting room of like people like disfigured and stuff. And then she goes in and finds Dr. Satan as uh, he's like this kind of like emaciated corpse guy with like these like, they're like kind of like mechanical Freddy Krueger fingers, but like syringes and stuff. Yeah, he's he's pretty Ew. good. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one, that one's a lot here, but it's a Halloween movie, and it you know it checks all the boxes. A lot of people, Rob Zombie as a director is very um, hate him or love him. Some people like stand by him. I, I like yeah. that one, and I like the sequel to this, The Devil's Rejects, which is. Oh, I think I saw Devil's Rejects. They're really different than each other. Like, you know, they're they're direct sequels, but they have a they're very different movies. And then he did Halloween. He, he made Halloween what did he did one he did two of them, right? Didn't he do one in? There's a lot of one of the biggest arguments on all the horror nerd 
things on Facebook is Rob Zombie, it's Halloween, whether it's it's good or bad. That's like there's like no bigger argument other than the other only argument is people talking about the movies Midsummer and Hereditary. People like to argue about those too. Um, Don't get me started about Hereditary. That movie still scars me to this day. It stuck with me for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. The dread. I still feel thinking about that movie. Yeah. But yeah, nerd, hard nerds love to bitch about the, those two movies and then Rob Zombie's Halloween. Uh, yeah, because they take, they kind of, his, he kind of takes real license with how, like, the, the backstory. Yeah, I just, like, I feel like he added too much backstory to it. And that's, you know, some people like that. I, I don't, I think it was too much. I think it, you know, Michael Myers didn't need that much backstory. So, sorry. So, there, some of the Halloween movies were not directed by John Carpenter? No, he only directed. He only directed Most the first of them one. He only directed the first two. So he wrote Halloween two, but he did, and produced it, but he did not direct it. It was oh. by Rick Rosenthal. Okay. He was involved. He 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 sold off his rights after three. So his initial, he didn't want to make Halloween as like a series. He wanted it to be an anthology series. Oh. Um, and his idea was just to have Michael Myers be like one character in an anthology of a bunch of stuff. Um, and that's why he, it took a few years for the sequel to come out, um, cause he was really hesitant on doing a sequel to it. And they finally forced him to it with Michael Myers. And he said, I will do it only if I can make one anthology movie, which was Halloween three, the, the one that has nothing to do with Michael Myers. Um, unfortunately, yeah. I love that movie. That's, it's one of my, the yeah, people, like the audience, you know, were very confused by Michael Myers not being in it. Uh, it did not make a lot of money. The studio was like, we're not doing this anthology yeah. idea. We're going, we're bringing back Michael Myers. So he was like, I don't want anything. Screw it. I'm selling off my rights. Oh. So he, he didn't really have anything to do with it for a long time. He, he has some stuff to do with it now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, so, but yeah, he, he wasn't too happy with it early on. I love all of the Halloweens. I love, I like all of them, even the dumb ones with like the little girl that's the psychic thing. I like all of them. Dude. All right. Um, on my list here, I have another one here that's kind of a deeper cut here. It is called Dark Knight of the Scarecrow. So it is, I, I looked this up. It's actually, I didn't realize this. It is the first killer scarecrow movie ever. I didn't realize there was not a killer, there was apparently oh, never an official killer scarecrow movie until 1981. Um, oh. So horror, horror legend Larry Drake, um, uh, who's in a bunch of, he's in like Dark Man and he's Dr. Giggle. Oh, that guy. Yeah, he was on LA, LA Law. I remember him. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's like a local, um, he's, he's a young man of, of lesser intellect and he, the, the local town kind of hates on him because he's a dummy, but he's friends with like this little girl and they like play ball and stuff. And um, there's a town Halloween party that um for some reason all the, the the it's you know in the south and there are a lot of rough ruffians and you know good old boys and they find out like oh that little girl's missing um it must have been that dumb and bubba that did it like he, he's gone too far this time because i guess he like accidentally hurt her one time or something and people oh yeah no, and so they, they start having a posse to hunt him down uh and kill him just to take their like we need to take care of this boy um all that that stuff and so he's hiding in a scarecrow away from them they can't find him and they finally found him they kill him in there while he's hidden in the scarecrow and then it's pretty dark at first honestly um 
but then yeah a year later passes um and all the there's like four or five guys who are involved in it kind of like robocop and there about a year passes and then all four guys start getting weird like um stuff you know symbols like you know hay around and like a crow or something um and then it kind of turns into they start seeing the scarecrow kind of just left at places in there and then it turns into a very like freddy krueger-esque thing where the the scarecrow doesn't really like actually like kill them uh it's more like farm equipment will just like turn on randomly and a guy will, like fall into a thresher uh and so it's a pretty good like Wow. Like it's one of those ones where it's not really a Halloween movie. It's just kind of set on Halloween. He comes back on the next Halloween. Um, but yeah, he's in his, there's a few parts where he does, you know, pop up in his scarecrow thing. Uh, but he's like a ghost, you know, of vengeance for a year later on Halloween and the scarecrow thing. Um, the yeah. main guy, it is pretty good. Um, I think it's 1981. Um, what is Charles, what's Charles Durning's part in this? He, that's how he's like the main bad guy. Oh yeah, that uh, he's like the main, that's what I was trying. I couldn't remember that guy's name, so I was like, um, so I know this one guy's in it, but yeah, he's like the main bad, and he's like also like the mailman. Oh yeah, it says he's the postman. <laughs> yeah, and of course he has like a gun. Um, it's, there's some creepy parts to it. There's just a lot of dread, dread, like the scenes of just kind of the guys just you know, working on farm equipment and, you know, very quiet, you know, just the crickets chirping stuff of, you know, looking over their shoulder kind of stuff. And then like yeah. just random, you know, stuff turning on and, you know, like turning it off. It's it's pretty good for, you know, an older movie um, that you would think is just about a scarecrow stabbing people, but it's not. <laughs> no, seems like there's a lot of evil. Um, now, let me ask you this, Jack. We, I'm, I'm assuming you're familiar with the, the 1963 movie, The Haunting. Uh, yes, very, very much so. Yeah, so Anne and I watched The Haunting this week. And let me ask you, of course, a lot of the movies that you're listing are, they kind of span the last 30 years. This one is like fi- almost 50 years old, The Haunting. Oh, yeah. So do you, where do you see that in, in regards, in light of the other ones? Is it like, are there things that from from the haunting that reverberate through these other things? Like, was it influential or it was just sort of a, a one-off? Because I know there was also a remake of it. So no, that, that's a classic. Um, that's the, you know, these ones like Slugs, uh, you know, Night of the Demons, they're not good movies. I'm not going to judge them on the same criteria as stuff, but like The Haunting is actually a legitimate good movie. And the way it's shot... The Haunting's a, yeah. a classic film. Like it's good in it under because it's any very genre. minimal with with what it has. There's no real jump scares of ghosts popping out or anything. The only real like you know ghost part is at the end when kind of the door just like buckles in slowly. It's all about you know just brooding yeah. atmosphere. Um, yeah, and also sort of that woman kind of unraveling Nell Nell unraveling throughout. Let me ask you this on that topic so the haunting i of course Anne's gonna start screaming at me i found it very boring but um i'm gonna call nicholas nicholas because that's his favorite movie of all time and he says i swear (laughs) to god he said she hates this movie or doesn't like it i'm gonna lose my mind and i said to him i go she's gonna say it was boring those are my exact words again i am seeing it in 2020 on one eyes not in 1963 eyes 
but I have to say the main character is this sort of um, meek woman who spent her life taking care of her mother. Her mother has now died and she wants to get away from, she's living with her sister and brother-in-law and she wants to get away from them and, and hears about this opportunity to go to the, to this house, uh, which of course has a horrible history of many people dying in the house and they're kind of part of a research team to uh, uncover what's going on there. But all that aside, I found her personality sort of hard to follow because one minute she was like super, like we're gonna be best friends with her roommate, Theodora, who she hadn't met before then. And then she's like yelling at her and cursing her. And then they're kind of friendly again. It was like, I, I just felt like she was flipping and flopping all over the place. Yeah. Well, it's based on a book by Shirley Jackson. I have actually read the book. Which is also a classic. And it's that, I think, and it's a really good um, telling of, of the book. I think it really captures her inner monologue and the book. And Nick, I, he, I texted Nicholas and said, Christy said that it was boring. <laughs> and he's insanely angry. Okay. Um, I think the title of this podcast should be more reflected on Chrissy's opinion of movies. I feel like she says all the good ones are bad. Listen, in my own defense, I always say I understand that I'm not seeing in the right. Maybe she goes, maybe yes. in the 1963 yes. people yes. cared about it. But why I like The Haunting so much is that for me, I feel like this like probably the best movie I've ever seen that like conveys like you being in the main character's shoes the best like in her thoughts which like Midsummer does the same thing but I feel like this does it even better like the, the way like they have her thoughts and she's saying them like I think that like, that feels like a book kind of I don't know I think it's like a really no, good movie I, would, that I would agree with that point I have no problem with that point whatsoever but I just what a, why is she constantly flipping and flopping with this Theodora? She's like, woman, she loves her the next time she hates her. She's a troubled woman. She's a troubled woman that was stuck, spent her whole life taking care of her, of her invalid mother and never got to live her life. And it made her stunted mentally, emotionally, in every way. And this is her one chance to break free and feel like she's doing something and contributing to something. And so she's not, she doesn't know no, how to act doesn't. around people. She doesn't. Cause she also waffles from being very meek to being very assertive. Didn't I say that? I said, she's going to say, now it's real annoying. I said, she's going to, I go, Chrissy's going to go, her two comments are going to be, this is boring. And also what's up with Nell? <laughs> Nell is a basket case. And I'm right. I mean, yeah. Nell yeah. is crazy, but like, also, like, one thing I read was talking about how, like, the way that, like, all the characters, like, all the characters act kind of, like, just weird. And I read a thing talking about how, like, it's all kind of in, in Elle's head, Nell's head, in Nell's head, like, she's kind of, like, making them act in different ways. Like, it, like the way they're acting is in her head. Oh. I guess not how they're actually acting. Just how, like, she takes I don't the... know about that. In the book, it's very, like, the book is weird. Like they're just, he was like straight up mean in the book. She like I yells at her. Theodora, I kept waiting for Theodora to be like a metaphor for something. Cause she's always wearing black and she's kind of like lurking in the background. 
Like I was like, I, I kept thinking like, oh, is she gonna turn out maybe not even to be a real person? Like she was just like the- Oh, like a figment of her imagination. Um, no, I think, I mean, I love her. She's, I think she's one of the first LGBT characters in, mov in movies, really, right? They don't officially say it in there, but she- No, they don't officially say it, but they, they imply it for sure. More implied in the book uh, by a lot too. Yeah, there's a line in the book that I really like where L, L, or Nell, I would say L too. Uh, Nell is like seeing her the first time and, and saying, the, noticing how she sits. She says she sits like a cat in the way that, um, you know, she kind of stares at everybody else, but also is posing at the same time. Um, so uh, I just feel like, yeah, that's her character. It's like, she's she's a cat. <laughs> I, I agree. And I thought the other thing was that the, the doctor, well, it was... <laughs> The doctors, first of all, that doctor has got a lot of lawsuits on his hands by the time this movie ends. He's out of well, business. He, he also, he's like, I'm going to put together like these like expert scientists. This is the most ragtag bunch of people. It's the nephew <laughs> of the woman who owns the house, technically, who I don't think she's ever even been there. The, this random emotionally disturbed Nell and then the mysterious <laughs> Theodora. I'm like, where did he, how? I kept trying to figure out how did Nell even, I must've missed that. How did she even know about this and get she, sucked there, into there's it? A vague, there's vague reference to her having some sort of like psychic experience or like some sort of like psychic power. Oh, the, the, the rocks falling on her house. So she, she like came up in some like, some um, medical journal or something that the, the professor was looking for. Uh, for people with like possible like ESP or something or that could oh, like, I see. open up something in a house, you know, like that. And she obviously has a crush on the doctor and is always like dressing up to see, you know, to go to breakfast. Again, she's never been able to like date, be around men, yeah. have real friends. She's overcompensating for, you know, not being stuff. And then, you know, when challenged on it, she doesn't know how to react. So she, she she flips out. Yeah. The book gets into like Dr. Marquay's uh, wife and stuff comes like out of nowhere, but that's like not in the movie at all. Well, she, well, that's what I actually thought Dr. Marquay's wife, I was looking for a lot of metaphors. I thought she was like supposed to represent like reality. Like, cause she comes in and she's like, this is so stupid. I don't even know what you guys are doing. Put me in the scariest room in the house. Yeah. I'll go in the nursery. I'm going to show you all how this is like a farce essentially. Yeah. And then she winds up uh, in the attic screaming at people. What you you're telling me the scene where she where Nell and Theodora are in the room and she's she's looking at the the wallpaper molding and it looks like a face and they're hearing the noises and her hand is being held and then she realizes that no one was holding her hand. You didn't think that was scary? No, at all. You weren't like, oh, that's that was a good twist i mean i thought once i saw that she was across the room and she wasn't really holding you know her hand i was like oh okay but i i know i i i didn't find it scary but again this makes it sound like i'm some kind of nerd to you know horror films i think i'm quite the opposite i just think these are old movies that aren't quite as scary as maybe they were at the time jack what is your scariest movie the taking of deborah logan was it was probably the most recent movie that i was like watching i was like oh this is this is creepy. You know, watching it in a dark room and stuff. There's one a few years ago called Last Shift. That was pretty creepy about a haunted police station. I still think The Exorcist is, the, is my scary. Oh, The Exorcist 
Exorcist is so scary. Honestly, when I first watched Exorcist when I was like 14 or something, I thought it was super boring. I was like, oh, this is so cool. But you know, I've seen it 30 times since then, and I, you know, I love every nuance in it. But I I still think the Exorcist 3 is superior. <gasps> Exorcist 3. <laughs> <gasps> That one I saw in the theater with Stevie and I screamed so Bad loud way. with the scene with the, and I screamed so loud the entire theater <laughs> stuff and looked at me. All the horror nerds consider that the greatest jump scare of all time. Oh, in the extra I think I literally did jump out of my feet, but I screamed like yeah. I was the one being attacked. Like it was. Uh, that movie is so good. It's crazy. Like it's, it's very similar to the movie Seven. Oh, I've seen seven. Did you like seven, Cressy? Was it too slow for you? I did like seven. I thought it was I thought it was terrible when the box was there and they're telling him not to go open the box. I was gonna say, just in looking through the ones that Jack has listed so far, they look terrifying. I'm not saying that I'm like that they look that none of the ones that he has said today look boring. They all look like things that I don't think I could watch. So Jack. Yeah, I think we should do a quick, let's do a quick recap of the movies that you have mentioned tonight. Are, could you put them in an order or that's not anything you're interested in doing you just these are the films you appreciate the most yeah i just yeah my favorite of them is the night of the demons thing that's that's like always just the perfect level of 80s cheese that you're gonna get uh yeah. we're gonna watch that one. Yeah, i would watch one and two you, if you could three is hard to find um there's no official disc release in america of it like, it's no. never released on it was only on vhs there is a Canadian release. Oh. <laughs> we're all clam the Canadians were clamoring for all part right. three. So that um I got slugs again set on Halloween killer slugs. You got the uh the haunt fest. We have Hellfest, Haunt, uh Hell House LLC. Uh LLC. <laughs> it's on shutter. Um and the house that October built. Uh we also got thriller ripoff, the midnight hour, uh early Jim Carrey vampire venture, uh once bitten. Uh, Rob Zombie's House of a Thousand Corpses, uh, Dark Knight of the Scarecrow. I didn't get to mention these, but I just want to say this because I think this is really funny. There are three separate movies that I like. One is called Trick or Treat. We love that one. Trick or I Treat. I love Trick or yeah. Treat. Trick or Treat. There's another one called Trick or Treat that stars Gene Simmons and, well, stars Gene Simmons and Ozzy Osbourne. And there's another one called Trick or Treats. Oh, uh, which is just like a kid. <laughs> his like dad escaped from a mental institution, and like the kid is like a pranky. She's pranking the the babysitter while the dad is coming to attack them with masks and stuff. It's not oh, bad. It, it's cheesy. It's like eighty one. I think that was the oldest of all of them. Yeah, all three are good. All three are like totally. All right. Well, let's just as a bonus round, Jack. Who is your favorite horror movie villain, or I'll just say protagonist? Um, well, because you might not see them as villains, but I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was always keen to Freddy Krueger. Um, oh. yeah, he was always just, I was the, the coolest one, but yeah. But then that was even, even before I even saw any of the movies as a kid, you know, just seeing like Fangoria magazine or like there used to be these little like baseball cards of like horror carry. I forgot, like creep cards or something. And yeah. uh, there was like Freddy Krueger was like on the cover of it, and it was like those little wax packs, they were always cool. Um, so yeah, I just always saw him kind of as the main one. So I always liked him the most. So Freddie, best jump scare yeah. you said was Exorcist 3. Oh yeah, yeah. The Exorcist 3 jump scare. It's well known. 
And what about who, which would you say of the, you know, the most popular characters, would you say is the most overrated one? Oh, that's a good question. The best final though, Lauren. Overrated. Honestly, I just think in the end was the Saw franchise. Like it started off really good. Like I like the first Saw movie is still really good, but yeah, it, I think it, it really jumped, jumped it after, you know, the fourth or fifth one. It went downhill. Oh, I, I have a good question too. Who's your favorite oh. screen queen? Oh, Linnea. Linnea will always be the best. Wait, who's Linnea? She was the one in, in by the demons, Linnea Quigley. She's working, remember? Yes, sorry. I sorry. And yes, and yes. And her specialty is taking her clothes. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that and overacting. She was always good at overacting things and being hilarious. So she's good, good, go her. But she she's like, she's in so many of these like 80s horror movies. You could throw a rock, you know, and one and you'll probably find with her in it. Uh, All right, Jack. Last question. Okay. If you were on a desert island and you could only bring one movie with you, what would it be? Just one? Just uh, one. Probably Night of the Demons. It's wow. like one of my favorite in general. Look at that. That one is, I know, I really feel like I might have to, although I think it's going to be scary. It's not, I mean, I don't think it's that scary. It's too cheesy to be scary, but it's it's got some good special effects. But honestly, I, two has really good special effects in it um you know like including including a girl's boobs turning into hands and like ripping someone's face off and stuff oh i like that yeah that was one's pretty cool and then a guy like rips his own head off and like uses it as like a basketball <laughs> a basketball yeah two two's pretty good all right well i have to say this has been very informative i never heard of i think almost any of these movies that we've discussed this evening <laughs> Have you, Anne? Did you know a lot of them? I mean, not not from that list. Only like, you know, maybe one or two I'd heard of. I know Jack knows all of them. Anything I come up with, he's like, you like that? Here's he's like, you know, his own Amazon. You like this? Here's fifteen more. You'll, you'll yeah. like yeah. like that. Yeah. All right. Well, this was very fun educational evening. Yes, it's been wonderful. Our own resident horror yeah. movie expert. Well, you're, yes. you're welcome, ladies. And you know, anytime you need me, just let me know. <laughs> I, don't know what, I, don't have, I don't have a sign out. <laughs> we don't either. And we've been doing this for over a year, so don't feel bad. It occurs organically. Outrageous.